SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. What if the key to overcoming pornography is with forgiveness? Did you know that unforgiveness could be stopping you from overcoming pornography? And how do you forgive properly? Hi there. If this is your first time joining us, I want to welcome you. My name is Linda Gunner, and I am the volunteer CEO and co-founder of an organization that is incredible called Love Him, Love Them. And the reason that we call ourselves that is it's an answer to the question that an attorney asked in the Bible. And uh, when he asked Jesus, hey, what is the greatest commandment? What do I got to do? Just tell me what I've got to do. And Jesus answered back and he said, I just need you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and then you're good, right? So we serve widows and orphans. I want to encourage you to go to our website, lovehimlovethem.org. And uh, you can come alongside of us. One of the main things we do is provide people opportunities to love him and love them by serving widows and orphans in Northeast Georgia and also in the country of Haiti. And so we would love for you to uh, come alongside of us, see some of the things that we do. Uh, we serve homeless and homebound at Thanksgiving. We also bring smiles to special needs adults uh, through many, many things that we do throughout the year. And then we also serve children who have a parent incarcerated. We have a brand new, we do that at Christmas and throughout the year. We have a brand new book out called Miracles with Mommy Linda. I want to encourage you to get that. You can get that either on our website or anywhere, anywhere that books are sold. Okay, so hot topic today, right? <laughs> Pornography. I want to know, I want to tell you that um, not one of my favorite topics, not something that um, I talk about often. But one of my kids uh, attended a weekend. There's this thing that we do here in Georgia, and I don't know, it may be worldwide. I'm not familiar with it. But anyways, it was a weekend that he went to with a camp, and it was, I think that you had to be 15 to 20. My son is 18. You had to be 15 to 20 to go. And so when he came back, and one of the things when he came back was, oh, we're not supposed to tell you what happened. I was like, excuse me? He said, but I said, well, tell me the highlights. Tell me how God changed your life. And so one of the things that he said to me was, Mommy Linda, it is unbelievable how many kids, and oh, you know what? He only had boys there. I think I'm pretty sure it was only boys, teenage boys, 15 to 20. He said, you will not believe how many teenage boys, and I, I know it's with girls too, have a problem with pornography, unforgiveness, and drugs. So that's what he kept talking about. He was like, it was pornography, unforgiveness, and drugs. Pornography, unforgiveness, and drugs. He said, there are so many kids that need to forgive their dads and their moms. He said, it's unbelievable how many kids are dealing with pornography. So he kept, he just kept combining the two. He would, he would say something about forgiveness, and then he would say something about pornography. And I mean, it just, and I went to bed that night with it swirling in my mind, and I was like, you know, because I know unforgiveness is very, very common with adults. I mean, 90% of the time, whenever people come forward uh, after we share, people that are looking for miracles, people that can't get their prayers answered, you know, it, even I remember when I was, when we first opened the hospital in the country of Haiti, 
And the, the waiting room was packed with people that were just in a hot mess. And at that point, I still had to have an interpreter because I couldn't parler creolation, which my kids say I still don't know how to speak it, but that's fine. And I would go around to all the people that were at the hospital that were sick, and I would say, you know, do you, after I would find out what was wrong, I would say, is there anybody in your life that you need to forgive? And as soon as you say that, they're like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> almost like, yeah, I got a list of people. So I know unforgiveness is popular, for lack of a better term, even with adults. But I started wondering, is there something related with this pornography and this unforgiveness or this need to forgive? So let's. I'm going to let you go on this little journey with me. And it's just been the last two days. I mean, he just got home Sunday night. So uh, in Matthew 6, 14 through 16, Jesus says this, if you forgive men their trespasses, which is sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses, your sins. I'm only using this version of the Bible for you, Doug Vermilia. It must be King James. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that most people assume the forgiveness that Christ gave was unconditional because most people live their lives with God will forgive me. God has grace. God has mercy. It's a done deal. But the scripture I just read you, it doesn't say that. The scripture I just read you suggests, matter of fact, exactly the opposite. There's, in fact, one stipulation to experience the forgiveness of God. You, you and I, we have to forgive those who offend us. But so, I mean, no matter I shared with this with you, no matter who comes to the altar on Sunday mornings to ask for prayer or a miracle. I mean, after just a very, very short conversation, because I mean, there's usually lots of people there. So you don't have two hours to go through their whole life story. There, there is a major problem of unforgiveness at play in whatever their struggle is. And so my concern and my thought is, I wonder if there is a major connection with unforgiveness for these teenagers and the pornography. So how could that be? How can that tie together? It seems like there's actually a fatal connection because here's the problem. Unforgiveness gives you a hard heart. It makes your, it's a calloused heart. A, a, a calloused heart is like a plant that's covered in plastic wrap, saran wrap, which we're always out of at my house, by the way. <laughs> we never have enough saran wrap. So no matter how, just think of a plant and it's covered in saran wrap. No matter how much you water that plant, uh, it's going to die because it can't get the nutrients. It can't get the water. It can't get, it, it, it's, it's, it, it can't receive anything. So you can live in a very loving environment. You can be serving at church. You can be volunteering with love him, love them. But God's love and the love of those that are around you, if you have a calloused heart, if your heart is covered in saran wrap, sin, unforgiveness, you're not going to be able to touch the areas. The love can't touch the area where your heart is calloused. And that, you know what that leads to? Unmet needs. 
right? The needs do not go away when your heart is callous. We all need to be loved. We all, we all are made to be in connection with other people. We're made to have relationships. God made us to have relationships. Why? Because that's, that's the whole reason we're here is he wanted somebody to have a relationship with. That's the whole reason. He ma- Can you imagine God had this perfect world, this perfect? Have you ever been on vacation by yourself? When you go on vacation by yourself, even though the sunset is amazing, the sunrise is amazing, the beach is amazing, you don't have somebody to share it with. It's only really, really amazing for you to be alone for just a minute because we were made for relationships. So the needs that we have don't go away, even when, we, even when our heart is hard. I'm going to say hard. But they, those needs can't be dealt with because of that unforgiveness. And so it might seem really insignificant, and it might seem uh, not biblical to say this, but in reality, unmet needs are really a driving force of all pornography. Any pornography-related issue is something from unmet need. I'm going to go as as far to say this. I think unmet needs are the source of all sin. And I feel very comfortable in saying that because of this. God made us with a void inside of us, an emptiness inside of us. And he made us with that for him to fill it. for the Holy Spirit to come in and to fill us. And any time we don't meet that need of that void with him and we don't fill ourselves with Jesus and with God and with the Holy Spirit, we're, we're needy, 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 needy folk. <laughs> so we need this, we need this, we need that. And we're looking for anything we can find to get that same high Whenever we're really missing out on the most high, because the the, the high the be, the best high you can get without a hangover the next day is a relationship with the most high. And instead, we feel this this emptiness that we're trying anything we can to fill it. And if we can get any kind of a high from it, even if we have to pay the price after, we're willing to do that. I, I really believe that it's not just. I mean, porn is, think about this. Porn is not tempting when your needs are fully met. Okay. I can speak to this, not through pornography, but I can speak to this through food. (laughs) Food is what I use for my unmet needs, right? And when I'm stuffed to the rim with Brent, I mean, when I'm stuffed, when I'm satisfied, the food is not tempting. When we're completely full of the power of the Holy Spirit, Sin is not tempting. It's, it's, it's a strategy. It's a strategy that Satan uses for all, all sin. Because he wants us to think that we need so much more than we do. He wants us to think that we have to have more. We have to have more, 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 more. So you and I must ruthlessly guard against unforgiveness. If we want to obtain and maintain freedom, I mean, that's it, period. You know, it's been famously said that unforgiveness is like drinking rat poison and expecting the other person to drop dead. We think that as long as we hold that, as long as we hold that against them, 
that something's going to happen to them. And most of the time, the people people that we don't want to forgive are just moving on with their lives. They're having a good old time, not even thinking about us. So we're taking in this poison and thinking it's going to affect them, and it doesn't. We're the ones who suffer. We're the ones, when we harbor bitterness and resentment, even, and I'm not saying that, even if there's a good reason to, there's a lot of, I mean, my my first five kids, their father murdered their mother, murdered their grandmother. You know, if you want to have a good reason, all of us could say that's a good reason. So they shouldn't forgive. I want to tell you today, how do you forgive? How do you forgive properly so that those unmet needs don't force you into whatever sin, pornography, lust, uh, I had someone this week that shared with me, you know, Linda, sometimes when you go to deliver someone from the demonic force of pornography, you need to realize the real core of that is lust. But before I explain how to forgive properly, I just want to explain that forgiving someone is self-serving. <laughs> it's not selfish. It's not a selfish act. It will really end up serving you. It does not justify what the other person has done. I feel like if I've said this once, I've said it a million times, but I I think that the truth is still not out there because if the truth were out there, if you knew the power of what would happen to you and the release of the sin that would take place when you just forgave, it it would not even be an issue anymore. It's almost like it's the best thing. It's the best kept secret on the market. (laughs) It's forgiveness. It's not letting them off the hook. It's not saying that what they did is okay. Forgiveness is actually letting you off the hook. It is a conscious decision to move forward with your life and not let what happened in the past hold you back anymore. You know, the Bible says we are to forget what's in the past. The the common thing, this is not in the Bible, but it's essentially the same thing, is you don't drive your car looking in the rearview mirror. You can't go forward and you can't move forward if you're watching in the rearview mirror. You can't move forward in your life if you're looking in the past. If you need to forgive somebody today to ensure you do it properly, I'm going to give you four easy steps. Okay? I'm just going to get practical. The first thing is you got you to gotta identify who are the people involved. Who is it that you need to forgive? That seems very obvious, but it's very important that you actually name them. You know, a lot of times people will come. I had this happen last week. Somebody said, I just need you to pray for me and my daughter. Well, are we praying for you and your daughter? Does she have a toothache? Or are we praying for you and your daughter to go to Israel? What are we praying? Oh, just pray for me and my daughter. No, we need to be specific. And by the time that woman was, was willing to be specific, within the next 20 minutes, her life changed forever. <laughs> changed forever. So we need to specifically identify. Forgiveness always starts by identifying the people that were involved. And once you've done that, you can move on to specifically. You know, we've often taught our kids that when somebody hurts you, you have to say the words, I forgive you. I know some parents who actually make their child look at their sibling or friend in the eye and eye and say, I forgive you. And then they can go and play again. Have you have you ever done that? <laughs> I can, I'm going to forgive you, you forgive me, then we can go and we can move on. But that kind of forgiveness lacks specificity, lacks exactly what you're talking about. I remember when our kids were growing up, we had to, we said, you've got to say, what are, what are you forgiving them for? What exactly are you forgiving them for? And that's a problem. So we want to be ultra clear. We want to be ultra equally specific when we're forgiving 
because vague forgiveness doesn't work. And we want to clearly articulate the pain and the offense that was caused. I can remember um, two of our girls, <laughs> I think at one point, this probably sent me to jail, but I think at one point I remember, I don't know, Michael, you might have even been at the house with this. I think David ended up putting a robe on them or tied them together with the, put the arm of one of them in one robe and the arm of or the arm of the other one in the other side of the robe and tied them together and said, you guys are going to hang out together until you learn how to operate together and work together. We're a family. But what what is it that you need to forgive them for? Because without doing that, we can't completely release it without leaving any loose ends. You know, it's one thing to acknowledge that you need to forgive your dad for not being there when you were young, and that is a good start. But the more specific you can get, the better. So forgive your dad for not loving you unconditionally or for not being emotionally present. You know, that's specific. And that will make the forgiveness process much more meaningful. That also takes those darts out that Satan has shot into your soul, pulls them out. And really what you're doing is you're dipping them in the blood of Jesus and you're sending them back to the enemy's camp. You've got to remember, Satan's job, while, while you're on this earth, his job is to destroy you. But in 1 John, it says our job while we're on this earth is to destroy the works of Satan. The, la- the third step in the process I'm going to ask you to do is to release. You know, most people start at this step because that's the actual part of forgiveness. But trust me, this aspect goes way smoother if you first identify who you're forgiving and if you secondly identify exactly what you're forgiving them for. It just pretty much removes uh, any room for Satan to come in and fill in those holes. He's very strategic. He's very, he's very, very, very deceitful. So there's two keys to releasing properly. And number one is to say the words, I forgive. I forgive Michael for whatever it is I'm forgiving. I forgive Michael for not uh, bringing yeast rolls to the Bible study Sunday night. I forgive my dad for not being there for me. I forgive my dad for being very, very specific, saying something to the effect of, I release you now and you don't owe me nothing. You know, my husband, every time he talks on this topic, he says, you know, forgiveness is really an accounting term. It's a, it's a, where you release somebody from the debt. They don't owe it to you anymore. It's done. And it's very critical that you just say it out loud. You don't owe me nothing. That's the essence of forgiveness. It's clearing the debt. It's balancing the books. It's, a, it's an accounting term. You don't owe anymore. That, oh, that's been forgiven. Cleaning the slate. It's an absolute must. And usually at this step, you need to pause and really let it sink in. To just, I don't want to just say the words. I want to ensure that that work is going to go deep into my heart. Whenever I deal with people on Sunday morning, whatever, wherever we're speaking and we're, and we're sharing, and at the end, people that are coming forward for a miracle, and we deal with the forgiveness part, there's so many tears, so many tears, because it's almost like it's just coming out. It's just a release. And, you know, the final step in forgiveness is the whole purpose of forgiveness is restoration. That doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen, but at the very least, it is the restoration of the forgiver. You're the forgiver. 
And at the most, it could be the restoration of a relationship. At our dinner table last night, one of my daughters, um, there's been someone in her life and in our lives that we haven't heard from since, I think it was last July. And she was telling me about how, you know, she's been reaching out, reaching out, nothing, 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 nothing. And all of a sudden, uh, two days ago, she got a response back and she was like, oh, I think maybe the Holy Spirit working. I think maybe we're going to have some restoration happening. You know, the Holy Spirit will work. It will be in their time. And you have to remember, everybody has free will. They get the choice when to respond. Uh, the the It's very hard to do, to, to work, to restore a relationship. But when you're forgiving someone, you need to always ensure that at the end, we can we can have scripture that's 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 related to this to speak over them because you are caring, you are loving, you are compassionate. I pray you prosper in your body and your soul and your spirit. That that's that's if you happen to be with someone that you are work, walking through forgiveness, um, you can modify that however you want. But you want to include scripture because it's really and truly only the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you the ability to forgive. That's it. If you if you put all if you string all four of those steps together, figure out who you're going to forgive. Make sure you're forgiving them properly. Go go for the restoration. Make sure that you speak it out loud. Make sure that you release the person. Make sure that you you speak that they they don't owe you anything. They absolutely owe you nothing. You are worthy of love. Speak the scripture over it. I pray that you're, you prosper in your body and your soul and your spirit. Forgiveness is one of the most powerful gifts that you can give yourself and any of the loved ones in your life. I have watched grown men break down. Just a couple weeks ago, I had one on either side of me. When they go through this simple, simple process of forgiveness, of praying and forgiving people for wounds that they've been, you almost, you can almost watch people walk out that are just, just so much lighter because it is a burden. It is, it is, it is heavy. When you really apply this, this properly, this, this forgiveness, this gift that we've been given, you will be amazed at what happens. If you're struggling with porn, there is a very good chance that unforgiveness is playing a role. And so I'm going to encourage you to get fully free from that. I want to encourage you to either reach out to us through the comments below, through our website, uh, through our email. I, I want to encourage you simply to even just listen back through this if you have the ability to play it again or go to our YouTube channel if you happen to be watching it on one of the amazing networks that carries our shows and just walk back through this process because I will 100% guarantee you that when we fill ourselves up with the power, with the Holy Spirit, which is the gift that God gives us when we when we are no longer the Lord of our life, porn and any other sin has us walking in and what we want to do. It's called walking in the flesh, which means I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. When we pray, you may have been praying continuously and asking God over and over, take this away, take this away, take this away, take this away. I don't want to do this anymore. And yet your prayers are blocked or have been blocked or hindered because of this unforgiveness. I'm telling you, it is a key. It is a secret. It is a mystery. It is an unbelievable part 
that if you will forgive and truly forgive and literally place all of that on, on our Father, cast all of your cares on him, cast, same way you throw the fishing rod out, cast them, throw them away, get rid of it. Get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of all rage. That's what it tells us in Ephesians. Get rid of it. Same way you do at the garage sale. Even at the end of the garage sale, you know how you give everything else away? It's like, just take it. I don't want it anymore. When we give it away and when we truly forgive, God now can hear our prayers. He will answer our prayers. And that unforgiveness, which also grieves the Holy Spirit, will allow you to be completely full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can forgive some of the things that have happened in your life. You can't do it on your own. You know what? That's also one of the true signs of how you know that you are a Christian. Because in our flesh, we don't have the ability to forgive these horrific things that have happened. Think of Jesus Christ himself. He was here. He was sinless. And yet how many people could have, he could have been offended by? How many people hated him? How many people treated him like a dog? Judas, one of his 12 inner circle, the people that were on his team, turned him in, got him killed. So we're not, we're not dealing with anything that Jesus Christ himself didn't deal with. And, it, and what did he do? He continued to forgive and was able to live a sinless life. That's our goal. That's what we're pursuing. That's what we're after. We want to be just like Jesus. Don't spend another, don't click off of this right now and go on to porn. Don't click off of this and go into anything else that you're trying to fill. I'm telling you, I understand that emptiness. I understand it. But he wants to fill it and he will fill it. He will fill it with way more joy than you've ever gotten from anything you've ever seen on porn. Because it's the high like no other high because he's the most high. And on top of that, he's the one who made you. He knows every single thing you're dealing with. He knows those people that have offended you. That's why he says in his word, vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. You let me take care of it. I got it. You take care of it. I'm not in it. So spend the rest of this afternoon either re-watching this video or just taking the time to say, you know what? Nothing else is working. Nothing else is filling me. Because it, here's the problem. Even the pornography doesn't, doesn't complete you. You have to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, whether it's pornography, whether it's drugs, whether it's uh, affairs, whether it doesn't matter what it is. Remember this. Sin is fun. If it wasn't fun, Satan couldn't tempt you with it. And it is, all sin is fun for a season. But once Satan gets you into that sin, he sits back and laughs as he continues to destroy and ruin your life. John 10.10 says it. I, I've come to give you a life that is full and abundant. If you will submit to me and resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Because he's here to only steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. Let today be the day that you draw a line in the sand. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, for anyone listening under the sound of my voice right now that is struggling with pornography, God, give them the power today to follow through on everything we've talked about, to follow through on how to forgive. 
God, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Woo them, draw them with your kindness and your mercy and your grace to show them your plan, how you can work things out. And I break off, if it's a generational curse or whatever this is that is that has placed them down this line of lust, of pornography, that has caused them to choose this particular sin, that Lord, through forgiveness today, you will break this off and they will live a life of freedom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Coming soon at the Central Park Performing Arts Center in Largo, Florida, the first annual Solwyn Women's Conference. Hear 20-plus inspiring speakers that will transform you, shift you into your divine path. Mark your calendars, ladies, June 21st to the 23rd. Three full days of fellowship, worship, encouragement, and supporting local female business owners. When your soul prospers, so will your health, your finances, and your relationships. I need a lot of time trying to figure it out. You're stronger than you think. God wants us to walk in freedom. He wants us to understand the blessing. It's time to be healed in your soul, know your true worth, and be all you were beautifully and wonderfully made to be. Purchase your tickets now for this life-changing event at www.soulwinconference.com. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.